Welcome to the Heartbreak to Happiness Show with Sarah Davison. If you're struggling with a breakup and you feel shocked, angry, betrayed, devastated, or sad and alone, then this podcast is for you. Best-selling author and award-winning host, Sarah Davison, shares how you too can get on with your life to heal, grow, and move from heartbreak to happiness. Here's your host, Sarah Davison. Welcome back to the show. And today, my guest is James Hayhurst. James is the founder of the Positive Parenting Alliance and creator of The Parent's Promise. Having seen up close the multitude of issues in the family courts and scale and numbers of children affected, James wanted to begin a new conversation about separation. In May 2021, after many conversations with like-minded people and organisations, The Parents' Promise was launched. Backed by over 20 organisations ranging from the likes of the children's mental health charity Place to Be to relate to Black Mums up front, the aim of the Alliance is to effect important cultural change around separation in the UK and beyond. So I am super excited to welcome James Hayhurst to the show. Welcome, James. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm very excited. This is all very topical right now as we're recording. Um, we were at the Houses of Parliament here in London uh, last week, um, and there's been so much media attention around the Parenting Promise, the Alliance, and this new initiative. So please tell us all, what is it all about? Wow. Yes, it's been uh, quite a crazy week. It was uh, I covered on Good Morning Britain this morning, and yeah, since it's, we're, we're talking on a on a Monday since Thursday it's been yeah it's been been a bit mad I need to need to get my own agent um where shall I start the beginning or the HR initiative well why don't you start from the beginning and let us know how you got into this because I know there's a story behind this yeah yeah so of course um yeah it won't be a surprise for people to to realize obviously I had a I've had a separation um and probably nearly 10 years ago actually and it it got me thinking um, as I was going through the process, uh, as, a, as it no doubt got you thinking as well, is that as a society in the UK, the systems and maybe the culture around separation um, isn't talked about much and some of the systems aren't particularly strong. Um, and as I was going through, I couldn't believe how little it was talked about actually uh there were lots of as you know it can be quite isolating and there's lots of you reach out to friends of friends and it seemed that lots of people had stories of separations and how painful they were or how difficult they were when they got into the court system but it felt like as an overall issue there wasn't really much action (laughs) um and I'd be looking at online at probably articles from almost 20 30 years old saying there's got to be a better way of doing this and you know cut to the present day and what Sir Andrew's saying is there's got to be a better way of separating certainly if you have children that that doesn't involve the the court so so Sir start... Andrew being Sir Andrew McFarlane, oh sorry who is yes. head of the family courts at the moment in the UK yeah and who was present on uh, yeah, our event on Thursday which was uh, which was a great endorsement but yeah so um and my background for my sins is in advertising and marketing and it just felt like there was a real role for communication to have firstly a conversation, but then secondly, a different kind of conversation. And so you and I have talked about this a little bit. It, it's very it can be very quickly, very toxic and often very gendered. 
and I could sort of see these parties on either side maybe getting in the way of let's call more rational debate in the centre about how we can separate better for the sake of our for sake of our children so the idea I had or we had was okay can we think of an idea that's really hard to argue with that just feels so common sense that everybody kind of nods along and might it be possible to bring a load of groups with us and to create a sort of an, an alliance of individuals and organizations that all wanted to change how we view separation in the UK um, so that's that's where we got to so the the there's a an alliance it's called the positive parenting alliance and there's about 20 or so organizations members of, of that from big organizations like place to be who are the children's mental health charity relate who many people have heard of uh black mums up front asian single parents network a whole host of um, organizations all with the same belief that we need to do better uh and in fact it, we looked at some of the numbers when we when we launched the parents promise which i'll come on to shortly i think you know like 280,000 children a year are touched by separation and um it's a huge factor on their mental health so um both place to be and another of our partners vegans say that it's pretty much the number one reason why children access counseling um so oh, interesting a, yeah mm. and yet <laughs> uh, we don't seem to talk about it so when we so we launched the parents promise in may 2021 slightly slightly brexit and covid delayed i must say and um we did a survey and we discovered that 95% of us parents have actually discussed and maybe even agreed what we will do if we win the lottery, which sadly is unlikely to happen, but less than 5% had ever talked about separation. And again, the people listening to this podcast will be pretty much aware of the figures, you know, 40 to 50% of partnerships are likely to end up is um, in some sort of in separation. So it feels like a, you know, a big, a big experiment in cognitive dissonance we no one wants to think about this but it may well happen and that inspired the, the parents promise so the parents promise um, is I suppose it's somewhere between a prenup and a will but it's a it's a commitment that two parents make to each other when things are good I mean it could be something you do when you're doing the NCT class or you know it could be when baby's first born or whatever that that essentially says hopefully this will never happen but if for some reason you and i aren't together forever let's commit for the sake of our child to behave in a certain way that's really child focused and then there's there's kind of three three pledges uh subsequent so i can read it out if that's, yes, if that's helpful to, the, yeah, to yeah. the listeners and and the, the website is um theparentspromise.org.uk uh, and if you go on it, you can um, download your own promise and our counter will move up. We're keen for it to move up. It's on a, just shy of 2000 at the moment. Um, yeah. And, the, and it says, dear child's name, um, whatever happens in our relationship with each other, we mum and dad or dad and dad or mum and mum promise to put your needs first by always recognizing that we are both your parents. You have a need for a relationship with each of us and your wider family. We will never make you choose between us. Loving you and keeping you safe while always being respectful to one another. As your parents, we will never hurt or tell lies about each other. And thirdly, working together as a partnership to provide for you and to create the best conditions for you to thrive. 
I love that. I mean, I think it's great to have that out there. I think it's great to set the intention out there. And I'm sure that that that's a tough conversation to have when you're happy and everything's great. Yeah. Don't really want to be talking about, you know, maybe it's ending. I know some people will probably think, well, that's putting a jinx on it. We don't want yeah. to focus on that. We don't want to plant that seed so early on. So I, I can see why people avoid those conversations, yeah. but actually it is healthier, like having a prenup now to, yeah. to, to have yeah. something that says, you know, if it doesn't work out, then yeah. you know, we're, we're going to look after our children, which is the most important thing above the finances and everything else. Right. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, it's sort of, I suppose it frames it, doesn't it? So it's something that you, you can, you can have the conversation assuming it'll never happen, but it just level sets. And, you know, I'm sure you're aware of stories where things have got really not really quite bad in, um, in family court or whatever, which, you know, oh, which yes, is something, James. yeah, exactly. You're very aware. So <laughs> the idea is um, that you just, there's just an anchor point where you, where you say, look, we, we talked about this 20 years ago and, you know, we know this is the best for our children. It's pretty simple, isn't it? Spend lots of time with everybody because your, your children, however input perfect we are, you know, safeguarding notwithstanding, and we're all imperfect as parents, your kids need you. And then you know, be nice to each other, <laughs> especially in front of the kids. That's not too hard or it shouldn't be. And the third one I think is really important is sometimes people ostensibly separate well, but that involves like never speaking to each other. So you're, so you're not actually, you know, children are probably the definition of dynamic <laughs> things will happen they're going to need the right conditions around them to to thrive and that involves the parents talking to each other and and adapting to that you can't really do that over one text every six months so it's no. it's kind of a nice it's kind of a nice way of saying it's really the adults that need to grow up isn't it yeah and I think in healthy relationships obviously that that can work although quite often you know, do you actually think this is going to stop people from doing some of the things that no. you and I know about and I see every yeah. day with the toxic uh, family court system that we have? Do you think it will reduce any of that damage done? Yeah, I think the idea is a grand aim to change culture is to is to make steps. And obviously we made a second step this week is I suppose I envisioned. A, a, a society where it's not acceptable and society makes quite big leaps quite quickly i'm not saying this is easy but um one thing i often reflect on is say, say bullying so i was a child of the 80s and bullying wasn't was kind of tolerated i think i think there was you know that rhyme sticks and stones will break your bones but names will never hurt you and yeah and and i think now you know looking at school from the the vantage point of being a parent i think a lot has changed now it's not perfect, but I think everyone's aware of the real damage that's done through by bullying, and I think this is a big education job. Is that I don't think as a society we understand the damage we do to our kids. So therefore, we see this on TV dramas all the time. It's like normal for mum and dad to end up in court, and the kids should just get over it and through it. So I think if we can start to educate parents that it's damaging their kids. I think they will change their behavior. It's a long, it's a long job, to, you know, to get that message across. But in the yeah. ideal, I was thinking, you know, how would I know it? We got there because I think social change is quite powerful. The peer effect is quite powerful. If I know, you see this with celebs, don't you? Two separate, and you know, someone on Twitter saying, you know, don't let him or her see the effing kids for whatever's happened. 
with that should now just be seen as unacceptable. It doesn't really matter what any, you know, safeguarding notwithstanding what anybody's done, because we've all made mistakes. Your kids are not a weapon that you can use. And 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 what you want really is when people get married, they have their friends and family around them, and we make registry office or church, make vows, don't we, to support each other. You sort of want the social groups to support the two separating people and to to not split off into groups that hate each other, but to say, look, okay, <laughs> this isn't great. Um, but for the sake of your two children, yeah, he may have done this or she may have done that, or maybe that's not fair, but sometimes life's not fair and your kids need you and the other half yeah. to, to work together, I suppose. Absolutely. I mean, doing the right thing by the kids has got to be the most important thing. And it's not usually the easiest thing, especially if someone's no. cheated or being disloyal yep. or unfaithful. Yeah, there's so many things there, disrespectful, unkind. It's very hard uh, in some cases. Hi, it's Sarah Davison here, the Divorce Coach. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. I just wanted to let you know about a free gift I've got for you, which I know will help you if you're struggling with your breakup or divorce right now. I'd like to offer you a free week's membership of my Heartbreak to Happiness online support group sessions with unlimited access to any of the groups during this time. So what are they? Well, these are friendly and confidential online support groups run by my accredited coaches. I've designed them to ensure that you know you're not alone and there is help and support out there to help you cope better. One delegate, Jane, said after her first session, I can't believe how much better I feel in just one hour. Another delegate, Wendy, said, my friends and family are so fed up of hearing me talk about this. And now I finally feel like I've found my tribe. I've designed these sessions so you'll meet other people going through similar situations and you will be able to share your story in a safe space. My specialist coaches are all trained personally by me and are there to offer support and help to enable you to dial down those negative emotions and let go of your ex. So I wanted to make a special offer to all my podcast listeners, which is a three weeks access to this unique support. It means that you will have access to as many support sessions as you would like to attend in a week. And we've got lots of days and different times to choose from. This is a great way to start to take your power back and help you feel more empowered. Remember, as I always say, it's not what happens to you that defines you, it's what you do about it that makes you the person you are. So sign up now at www.saradavison.com forward slash support group. That's saradavison.com forward slash support group to claim your free gift and to move from your heartbreak to happiness. Yeah. I guess my my sticking point and my listeners will know this is that you know you you said several times to quote you uh, safeguarding notwithstanding, it's very difficult to do the safeguarding. And yeah. you know I know Andrew McFarlane was there talking about this is great your initiative we're going to come on and talk about now, which mm. it is. 
but I think we do. There's obviously a lot of change needed in the family court, just because sometimes it's not safe for kids. And yeah. again, that, if you can't, if the system isn't there, or there's no yeah. education on what is domestic abuse and how yeah. can you identify it and spot it, and you don't have the experts in that system, then that's where this whole thing falls yeah. down because you can't rely on it to be safe. And so, therefore, the safeguarding, you know, of course, needs to come into consideration, as you've said, and I've heard yeah. other. Well, lots of people say that, and obviously that's the case. But if that system isn't there for safeguarding that's robust, then yeah, we've got a yeah. problem. But that's a, a side point. But I no, I, I know, it, no, I fully agree. I, I I fully agree with that, and it links to the story because there's yeah, not only is there not that, there's lots of other things. I mean, it, it just doesn't work, and I mean that you know, in it 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 fails loads of in different situations, and and I think it fails those most in need. Yeah. Why we didn't start there is it's too difficult to change it. It shouldn't be because I think the changes actually would be fairly uh, on paper, sort of fairly clear. But again, that's what inspired us. We tried to, again, probably the advertising background is because I'd seen yeah, lots of people talking about this for 30 years, but politics is slow. So maybe if we started to change culture and do things that are easier to do, <laughs> then maybe that will flip the system. And if if people's constituents are saying this isn't right is it then maybe they'll you know absolutely be some change yeah, um, no, yeah i know lofty ambition but i fully i fully agree yeah um so tell us about the new initiative that we you know i was there with you yeah. in parliament last thursday in london we launched this idea and it was backed by some huge big brands so t- yeah. tell us about this yeah so it was um yeah a really exciting really exciting day and yeah, the second idea, again, along this line of how do we change culture is we thought businesses could be really powerful. Um, so I've worked at um, obviously some advertising agencies and I was also a, a Unilever who are a great employer uh, and they can make a lot of change quite quite quickly. Um, and there are a couple of things. The idea that we had was, can we recognise separation as a sort of quote, quote unquote life event? Because there's lots of things that HR um, uh, HR departments help you with, and it's in your interest and their interest that they they do this. But there there seem to be quite a big blind spot. Talking about the numbers uh, that we mentioned earlier in terms of numbers of separations, uh, that whilst lots of companies, if you ask the right person, would help you through, it wasn't categorised as sort of a, a sub area. So we wanted to to change that. Uh, and to get businesses to recognize it as a as an event and then what does that mean it means a few things i suppose it means pointing people to yeah, policy areas that are relevant and, and employers will have sort of different commitments but flexible working is an important area and, and so much easier post the pandemic again as you and i sort of both know you need if you need to reconfigure your life which you do and if you're going to do it well and together, ideally you and your ex are both the companies that have signed the, this new policy and you're able to, you know, for a few months uh, while things just, you know, one of you picks up the kids on Wednesday and you're able to work with your employer to keep your everything, the show on the road. Um, but there's also, you know, potentially emotional support that, you know, a lot of employers obviously have um, like kind of booper policies and that kind of stuff. There's stuff there it's, and it's, um, it, it pointed them to that and it's also acknowledging them that it's that it's real and it's a big thing sometimes i think we all think it's our fault um and of course maybe part of it is our fault but here we are 
but it's a big thing and if it's acknowledged it's just easier to have those conversations and a key part of the or a part of the support the alliance is giving is just a simple signposting to organizations that can help um because returning to your your point from earlier that's come up a couple of times is as a society i think we default we think that if things aren't going well we need to go to court and that's probably the worst place to go yeah so yeah. if we can educate people that there are firstly you know, that we need to separate well um and i suppose coming back to the parents promise if we can as a society praise those that separate well and to your point it's hard but, it, but if you do it then we should hold you up in in high regard if employers are starting to point people in the right direction hopefully they'll head off on the right path and hopefully stay on it rather than you know so often people just end up very quickly lawyering up and and yeah and I, I do agree with you I think people do think that oh I'm we're getting divorced then you know we're going to get lawyers yeah no obviously in some cases that is the case but it doesn't have to be that way especially with you know online divorce and no fault divorce there's so many things that have come out in the last few years that are going to make such a big difference um, obviously they don't work for everyone but they work no. for a lot of people and I think I just find it staggering that employers now in the big brands like they had there at the at your event you know yeah. they've got some huge supporters we had Barclays and Asda and NatWest and Accenture and Unilever like you said it's, it was huge following but don't you find it interesting James that there's a help for everything so you know there's help for the menopause at work now yeah. usually uh transitioning yeah. as well which is obviously a very yeah. small group yeah. of people um they all need support obviously yeah. that's a great thing to have but heartbreak which is what we're talking about and, and any yeah. kind of breakup but and including divorce obviously yeah. you know heartbreak happens to every single person on the planet at least once and that's just if yeah. you're lucky right most of us have taken a few heartbreaks in our time yeah. and you know so but there is no support i mean there's sort of traditional therapy or counseling but they're not specific to recovery they're not specific yeah. to that yet there's nowhere to go there's no help so i guess a lot of us talk to our friends don't we we talk to our family and i see this a lot with with my clients and my coaches clients so we see that people just don't know who to go to yeah. and when they find us they're like oh my goodness if i'd have known about this before it would have really helped me yeah. because we're specific but it's just crazy that there hasn't been for employers yeah. anything like that for people don't you think that's yeah. crazy no i do and it was uh, it was good well good for us in that it was an easy relatively easy thing to get over the line so I mean, it's probably worth mentioning the employees that came on board from the start because it's a great thing they've done that um but yeah. we just we got so we had a support of an mp and we got in touch with who we could get in, in touch with and pretty much all the conversations were to your point oh this is a good idea i you know, i can't believe we don't do it there was very little resistance obviously these large you know companies have lots of um kind of red tape i suppose it takes a long time for things to get through but it was it was brilliant the enthusiasm that they all had and um yeah i think it helps that siobhan bailey the mp was yeah. backing it obviously she's amazing yeah. great energy and just to have that government backing does you yeah. know the brands want to be a part of that as exactly, well as yeah. their own pr but also i think you know one of the, the mustafa very tesco's yeah. he gave a really moving speech i thought about how yeah. when he his parents got divorced when he was 10 and he had to choose yeah. who to live with and which country yeah. to live in which still you know was that yeah. for him now yeah. is still an issue you know yeah. it was difficult and i yeah. think a lot of people have those experiences yeah. whether i mean that's quite extreme one but you know know of people going through divorce have seen the impact yeah. whether it's their parents or as parents watching their kids get divorced yeah. 
So it's something that touches all of us. Oh yeah, it's intergenerational. Um, I think, which is right. The the um, you know, there's been some slight dumbing down of the the press in the last day or two. Um, it's great we're getting the coverage because it's been sort of put out as it's time off for separation and, and not not the nuance. And is that good or is that bad? But that sells papers, like, though, right? It does sell papers, yeah. But I've had some more than two really amazing emails from journalists when I've talked to them afterwards saying this is such a brilliant thing you are helping thousands of families and I I, I mean it sends sort of shivers down my spine actually because mm. these are people that have been through it and they, they they like you know again they know and it's you know it's it's just a, it's a compassionate thing to do and it uh, and the survey that we launched alongside um shows and this is to, to quote Sir Andrew McFarlane summarized this uh, as such it's a win-win so we discovered I mean this is unsurprising I think 90% of employees felt their work suffered at some point during separation 95% said their mental health at work was impacted uh 12% left their jobs altogether um and yet only nine percent of the people we surveyed said their companies had a policy or knew their companies had a policy so you know if you want to keep good people um which we do then as then you you know you want to help them through the difficult parts it feels like it's a it's it's the right thing to do so oh yeah and then your employees want to stay they feel looked after also i know harvard business journal released some information last year um saying that it divorce reduces productivity per employee by up to 40 percent not just for the year of the divorce the year before and the year after so that's three years of reduced impact of reduced productivity also co-workers by up to four percent and line managers two and a half percent so it's a ripple effect on people around you as well um which ultimately they uh, concluded was actually quite often cost employers more than that individual's annual salary in, in mistakes lost time lack of productivity it was just you know snowball yeah. so again you know it, it it's definitely yeah. an area which impacts the business so even if as and i understand running my own business you've got to look at you know you've got to make the business successful yeah. you've got wages to pay you've got people that depend on you so ultimately that's a driver yeah. but obviously if you don't have happy employees or they're struggling yeah. or their productivity is down then that again affects the bottom line which is yeah. what they and a, lot, a lot of it is about you know what are the conditions that will help an employee thrive and lots of people probably myself included you work harder you know because you know <laughs> there might not be much else to do at that point but it's but just knowing <laughs> yeah. and I had two two great uh employers during the the main part of my um quite long and drawn out experience it was knowing they were on side helped me because yeah. and having those so that was what inspired this is even though they were amazing well, they were amazing. There, there wasn't a policy area that that I knew about. And I could imagine other people maybe not asking. So the point is, if everyone knows that they can be supported, it will take a different shape for each person. It's not about you know people slacking off. It's about helping them through what's right for them. And as you say, it will help the employer. And I'm sure there'll be a much, much greater employee, but there'll be much greater loyalty uh, yeah, as a result. And Zurich also released um, some information. Zurich run an employee uh, assistance program. So that's a program that big corporates will sign up to with a hotline. So whatever the employee is going through, it could be any kind of upset or need, they can tap into that phone number and they get help with all sorts of things. 
And they said that they'd seen an increase, I think it was 73% in the last 12 months of calls specifically around separation wow. and divorce, which again shows that there is a huge need for this. Yeah. And I had, I've had calls from some of the some employees of big brands phoning me saying, I, I, they've given me this phone number to call, but you're not on there, Sarah, and we've got therapy and I don't want therapy. I want breakup yeah. and divorce coaching because that's specific. It's going to fast track me. But it's very tough to get into those EAPs for mm. a small business like mine. I mean, relatively small anyway, compared to the big brands name. So, but it's definitely something that I think employers are looking at. They're becoming more aware of. And yeah, but I guess for some of these HR policies, like, you know, being a bit more flexible, that works for big brands when you've got teams yep. of people and, you know, thousands of employees. But when you're a small employer, how can they adjust to, to supporting their employees, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a HR expert and there's always going to be things that are possible and things that are not But again, it's just it's catalyzing that conversation, I think, so that people can work out what will work. And, um, you know, maybe there's there's only so much small employers can give. But I don't think it's about people necessarily working less. I think it's about people having, you know, being able to pick up the kids and log back on later or to go to a certain appointment, whether that's solicitors or a court um I hope it's not that, but that the people can fit their work in around this new thing that's landed on them. Um, so in which case, I'd hope small employers would be able to do that because the employee needs to do these things. They're going, so either, yeah. they'll, either they'll have to leave if they can't pick their kids up when the, their husband used to pick the kids up on that day, or if they can't attend that hearing, then well, either what they phone in sick or at some yeah. point. It, we all, I guess it, it's not so, just about the logistics, is it? I mean, yeah. they can have time off. But yep. if they're not processing their emotions in a yep. in a healthy way, or they don't know how to, they could take time off and just lie in bed and cry yep. all day. That I mean, you know, we're talking about deep trauma. I mean, yep. divorce is known as the second most traumatic yep. life experience we go through. People don't just need a bit of time and yep. to go off to court. It's it's you know, it, it's a lot more than that, as you and I both know from having been through that process. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. And it's sort of the other thing as well, which I think plays into the societal change is having the conversation so i think there's a bit of a binary you know i certainly never thought i'd get divorced um i'm not a child of a divorce it, it happens to other people as far as i was you know naively concerned there is a stigma and i think there's a society where people are either happily married single or they're divorced and you know a failure quote unquote and mm. i think that's not true and i think as well as the um employee package we've got a line manager guidance because as well if you know somebody's going through it, or maybe you don't know, it's having those conversations at work that will that will help because it'll help the person going through it share. It'll help the other people know what's going on, you know, within within bound within bounds. It's just all about having more communication so that people don't feel so isolated, I think. Yeah. I think it's turning something that a lot of people find very awkward. You know, where you yeah, might be really in HR, awkward, but yeah. talking to someone that who's crying in front of you yeah. saying, you know, this has happened. My partner's yeah. left me and I'm devastated and I don't know how I'm going to cope. Yeah. You can't expect them to be experts in how to yeah. manage that. Exactly, so yeah. having some guidance just takes a little bit of the pressure off and then somewhere to Excellent. signpost them to so yeah. they can get the right help and support and yeah. navigate that process. Because it is a minefield, isn't it? I mean, it, it, there's so yeah. much information out there. It's yeah. very hard to know what to do like you said a lot of people think they need to go straight out and get a lawyer yeah. but there are lots of other options now yeah there? i mean there's, there's both too much information and not enough of the right information which is what this guide will helpfully it's only three or four pages of a, of a pdf that you know there are some 
you just don't know this stuff until you've been through it and it's far too late um there's a couple of great books around um you know 101 questions about divorce with kids that i never knew and and there's another one called anything but family court and actually um i think that's by by joe o'sullivan we've even solicitors aren't aware of all the different pathways um so if you can read a short book and suddenly realize that as as well as court there's 10 other things you could do most of all of which are going to be better as a start point then then that's useful i think absolutely and i think the more resources people can sort of get their hands on to help yeah. them cover all those different yeah. areas are, are helpful anything but court would have been a good book i would have liked to have read that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah yeah the early days. <laughs> I didn't realise that was that was an option though, but it was no, there. exactly. And it actually has the forward is by Sir Andrew McFarlane of all people, so even he's behind yeah. It. Well, it's good to see that that you know they are open to putting yeah. their name to these things. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, at least there's some positive steps moving forward. But yeah, obviously there's a lot of work to be done actually in the family Indeed. courts, helping the family courts to improve. So it'd be nice to see some more work on that front. But I know there's so many hurdles with that. Um, but I mean, I, I'm, you know, for you to have done this, James, come and to turn this pain that you went through personally and your experience of it all into something that's really helping so many people must be so rewarding for you and your team as well. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, sort of. Yeah, I don't. I don't this isn't. Um, this isn't my day job. It's yeah, something a passion project on the side, and yeah, it sort of helped. It helped, you know to try and put something good back it felt like there's a you know there's a real issue because people as, as we've said people just fall into the wrong areas and they end up in somewhere they don't need to so if we can educate and change people and and change the outcomes then that's yeah that's going to be huge and the, the emails i've got in the last couple of days have really i suppose galvanized me in realizing that yeah it's worth it's worth doing this if if we can even a fraction of those 280,000 children, if a fraction of them have a better experience, and that's that's going to make a real difference, I think. Yeah, and it, and it is great to see so many media outlets taking this yep. up and running with it, whatever the slant is. I mean, I was yep. uh, invited to talk about it on Women's Hour last week yep. on BBC Radio 4, and Rebecca Giroux from Only Mums and Dads, yep. who I know was involved in the initial uh, sort of project with you, yep. also was on there, and it and um, that was a, a great balanced discussion about what this is and how it can help. And I think it's just raising awareness, letting people know. Um, and then hopefully, as you say, it's small steps that trickle through. Um, but you have a great team around you and your wife, Melissa, is, is an awesome force. I know behind yep. you as well. MD Communications, she helped. Oh, yeah, give, her, give her a plug. MD, yes, exactly. So it'd be wonderful <laughs> to be able to have to, to pull in the expertise of some professionals that's probably probably why we got so much media coverage but no it, it all it all, uh, all all pro bono as well but it all helps i think you know people that are affected by this and there are many all want to help and that, you know that's why there's so many of these organizations people want to try and make a difference and yeah, um, yeah. so it's, it's great to have the the 20 or so organizations and individuals all pulling together um and we'll have to work out what we do next now Absolutely. And I and I did see in the room even like groups coming together that normally would not have talked to each other, which yeah. I thought was really lovely because, like you say, some of these issues are very toxic um, and divide people where actually what we need to do is come together and find a solution by working together. So I'm all for that. And um, yeah. thank you very much for that because, you, you know, I'm glad to be involved. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and it, it was an absolute honour to, to see coming. that last week. Well, thank you, James. Where can people find out more about the work that you're doing? Yeah. So, yeah, the main place is um, theparentspromise.org.uk. Uh, there is an international site as well. And there, 
you can see uh, the promise and there's a there's a tab you can look at the hr initiative which gives you a bit more information and you can also download the guides that i've mentioned so they're freely available um, so that's probably the best place and then we're also on twitter uh, at uh, the parents promise i believe uh, and i think we're on insta uh, and you can find me on linkedin my my um twitter handle is at hey ho but the parents promise is probably the best place to start Brilliant. Okay. That's great. Well, thank you so much. I have one last question for you, James. Thank you. That I ask all my guests uh, who come on my podcast. So the podcast, as you know, is called Heartbreak to Happiness. And I think it's really important, even when we're going through tough times, like a divorce, as you've been through yourself, to know what happiness is for you so that you can tap into it and enjoy it, even when things are a bit challenging. So what is happiness for you, James? Ooh, happiness for me is, I think, time with my daughters. As simple as that, um, and I think that's really good advice. I remember when I was yeah going through difficult times. It's 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 knowing that it will get better. Mm. I think I used to even write stuff down because it, it you know it will hopefully, <laughs> uh, and keeping hold of that I think is yeah is really really powerful. There are small things that make us happy. So, um, well, uh, so yeah, head towards that. Yeah, the little things can make a big difference, can't they? Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thank you, James, for coming on and sharing so much information. I know that would have resonated with so many of my listeners. So thank you for coming on and being such a fabulous guest. Thank you. That's it for today's episode. Be sure to head on over to theparentspromise.org.uk to find out more about James and his work. And I look forward to you joining me on my next episode. That's it for today's episode of Heartbreak to Happiness. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to win a free ticket to Sarah's virtual Heartbreak to Happiness retreat. This is a transformative combination of live webinars with Sarah herself, coupled with her empowering online video program designed to help you cope better with your breakup and start feeling happy again. Thank you and join us again on the next episode for another dose of Heartbreak to Happiness.